The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 274. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. Today, I'm covering a long list of ways people get into arguments. How many ways? 23 ways with explanations. Because I've seen so many, and these are really common culprits. I want to make sure I cover them so you can see how everyday mistakes create unnecessary arguments. The great thing? Once you see the mistake, you can reverse it and do the opposite. You'll be shocked at how well it works. And as a bonus, I'll show you two simple hacks that can prevent all of them. Two simple skills I help my clients learn that takes their relationships and their communication from challenging, from miserable to marvelous. Here's the list of 23 ways to get into arguments all the time. Number one, only focus on yourself and your feelings in conversation. Don't make any space for the other person to share theirs. And don't listen when they do share. Number two, ignore what the other person is saying. Treat it like whatever they said is irrelevant or doesn't exist. Number three, talk over each other. Jump in and override whatever the other person is saying. Number four, don't listen. Just wait until you can speak again. Don't wait your turn and don't take turns speaking and listening. Spend every moment that the other person is talking, thinking about what you're going to say instead of really actually listening to them. Number five, never bother trying to understand the other person. Instead, spend all your time, energy, and effort trying to get your own point across. Number six, be stubborn no matter what. Never consider that perhaps you were mistaken, missing something, or that you could shift your perspective. Treat your beliefs, your thoughts, and your ideas as law. Number seven, try to make everyone agree with you. Instead of trying to be understood, try to make people have the same opinion because they'll feel pushed, forced, or cornered. And that's a great way to encourage them to push back. Number eight, interrupt people whenever you have something to say. Treat yourself like your king and the other person like they don't matter. That's what comes across when we interrupt people, especially when we do it repeatedly. Number nine, don't think about the other person's perspective. 
Now, this is really easy to do because it takes effort to slow down, think, and consider the other person. Not putting in that effort is easy. And that way, you'll show them that you won't make space for them in conversation. All they can do is muscle and push their way in. Number 10, don't talk about problems. Avoid it at all costs or show up with a solution instead of talking about the core problem or issue. That way, the other person only has two options, go along with your solution or reject it. And under that framework, if they go along, you get to dictate how they behave forever. If they reject it, you get to blame them for not caring or being supportive forever. Number 11, use condescending language. Talking down to people often communicates they're less than. They'll be much more defensive and agitated that way. Number 12, criticize people, their feelings, and their ideas. There's a time and place to think critically. It's great when you're clearly aligned and working as a team to tear apart a problem or issue and find a solution together. Applying it to a person's identity, their feelings, or their ideas triggers defensiveness. Number 13, be dismissive. Whatever someone says, brush it aside. Once you've got a couple of phrases and the habit, it's really easy to do that. You can even do it by scoffing, rolling your eyes, or using a sarcastic tone. It's a surefire way to make sure the other person experiences you as not taking them seriously or not caring. Number 14, minimize other people's feelings and problems. Making them small shows that you'll throw them under the bus to make space for yourself. Number 15, use comparison all the time. Pit your feelings and issues against theirs. Use their feelings to make your point. It creates a win-lose dynamic, which is great if you're trying to win an argument, not so great if you're trying to prevent one. Number 16, never talk about yourself. Talk about everyone else instead. I like to say this to clients. When we talk about someone else, guess who's going to have something to say about it? Obviously they are. And that can be used for good when we're acknowledging them. When it comes to issues and problems, they turn into arguments because everything is being pointed at the other person. And well, guess who's going to have something to say about it? Number 17. Make negative assumptions about people and their intentions, which includes assuming people are trying to upset or hurt you. Assuming the worst of other people puts us on the defensive, which can trigger an aggressive posture, both physically and verbally. I've seen this often come from projecting the story in your mind onto the other person, which comes at the cost of not clarifying and confirming you understand what the other person is actually saying. It sets the tone for the conversation and will affect your tone and language too. Number 18, when someone disagrees with you, attack them. It's pretty clear cut. I don't have exact data, but I think more than half the Twitter and other online fights and feuds basically boil down to this one. Number 19, react negatively no matter what people say or do. Negative reactivity is a common culprit. Whenever I see this in my office, it becomes public enemy number one. To be clear, not the person. The negative reactions need attention, care, and addressing before we'll be able to make real progress. Number 20, blame everyone else for everything that goes wrong. Ah, the blame game. 
if you want to escalate issues and make arguments blow up, this is the tactic par excellence. I can count on one hand the number of times that blaming didn't escalate into arguing with couples in my practice. Number 21, change the topic whenever you don't like it. A classic avoidance tactic. Changing topics, directions, or introducing a new point is like pouring gasoline on a lit match because it doesn't address the issue at hand, which often leads to sparking a bigger reaction. That includes bringing up a new or old issue whenever someone is upset with you or they're expressing having feelings, frustration, anger, annoyance, or even resentment. If you've ever been in an argument that multiplied into 3, 10, 17, or more arguments, this is likely a culprit. One of the most common forms that it takes is using language like, but what about XYZ? We're so used to hearing this all over the place, it almost feels natural to say. Number 22, when you feel upset, blame someone else. Making other people at fault for your emotions has two serious implications. First, only they can address it for you to feel better. In other words, it makes them and their behavior responsible for your feelings. Second, in the long term, they are going to have to change their behavior for you again and again, permanently. And you get to dictate that process. Now let's put the shoe on the other foot. Would you want that from a partner? I've seen arguments escalate in seconds because this is the underlying problem. And so it's really important to understand this one. Last but not least, number 23, escalate whenever possible. Instead of slowing down, speed up. Instead of lowering your voice, raise it. Instead of being patient, be impatient. Raise the stakes, add more to the pile, and don't resolve anything. And there we have it. 23 ways we get into arguments that we can prevent or avoid. What's interesting is that most of them boil down to two basic categories of mistakes. Speaking mistakes and listening mistakes. Speaking mistakes are the mistakes we make when saying something, whether that's to a business partner, friend, family, even your local barista, whoever it is. Listening mistakes are the ones we make when other people are trying to say something to us. I'm going to share with you two simple approaches to prevent every one of these mistakes one approach for speaking and one for listening. And just FYI, I use these every day in my practice with couples. It is so foundational that practically every issue gets solved and resolved smoother and faster once these are in place. So here they are. Number one, when speaking, stay focused on yourself and keep it short. Talk about your feelings, thoughts, needs, boundaries, issues, constraints. Eliminate everything that's about anyone else. Number two, when listening, stay focused on what the speaker is experiencing and expressing. Take yourself, your thoughts, and your feelings out of it. Getting total clarity 
on what they're trying to share is the only thing that matters, at least while they're speaking and you are listening. I know it's easier said than done because I help my individual clients, couples, and co-founders work on these skills every day. And I hope you can really take that to heart and implement them. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.